This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, May 15th. The year is 2023. It's great time to be alive in this crazy world especially as part of the Black Swan Group. We had another great week last week, over 100K again, and we have some some people setting amazing numbers. So we're going to go over those numbers. And then Mr. Lee Corbett, who looks like he's on a beach over there, he's going to go and uh, take us from there. Okay, let's go one by one. The top of the leaderboard last week is the Wonder Woman. Another double-double for her. She had 12 deals for 14159 And she just dropped a tech she is on with a client. So she's closing another deal now. So she, she won't be able to talk. Another one is a brand new agent on her team. Chelsea George, four deals, 91-16. Then we had Erica, pretty solid week, Erica. Three deals, uh, 81-24 for you. So... What did you do? What did you learn last week? I don't want to talk about last week. My goal was 20,000. So I didn't come anywhere close to what my goal was. Wow. Okay. 8,000 and not happy. That's what happens when you have a bunch of overachievers. Now, Sean Chadwell had also a pretty good week. Six deals, 67.15 for Sean. So Sean, what did you learn last week? What did I learn last week? I mean, uh, just, uh, you know, you just got to make the dials, make the calls, run the appointments. And uh, sometimes you got to collaborate with the team when you get to uh, difficult cases. You know, we do have a great mind pool here on Zoom all day long. That is it. That is it. Uh, Becca McKay had a solid week. Two deals, 66-56. John, I don't see Becca McKay. On the screen, I see other Becca. Um, then we have uh, John Cranford had a nice week for John. Six deals, uh, 54-64. That's very solid, John. So, John, tell us, what did you learn last week? Well, one of the things I uh, have a question about actually trying to learn with Ethos. Mm-hmm. I know I got a decline with a client that moved him to True Stage. And that said it was a decline. But however, when I click on it, it says, keep watching that it could change. So does a live underwriter kind of look at things after the fact and maybe it could get uh, overturned? That's kind of what it would indicate to me. They said, keep watching. So I, don't, I just don't know. Well, I'm usually when, I'll when let gets, you guys know if I find out something. When it gets declined and gets rerouted through true stage, it, there's no real-time integration right now with their reporting system, so we don't know really what happened there. But he might still get approved at the true stage. 
My which is going to go up every five years. So it's unless there's something else that isn't better, it's it's like the least best option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So honestly, I'm, even when they send it to underwriting, it's usually a decline. Yeah. There you go. I don't. I don't have high hopes of it getting overturned. That is it. Okay. Um, if you if you get declined, bunch of these leads that we're working with, my my mental approach is, you're guilty until proven innocent. Something was wrong there, and that's why they got downgraded. Because if they didn't, they would have gotten approved for the prime rate, which is very hard to be beat anywhere else. So something is wrong. And they can try to convince you, but no, it's just like, hey, you're just trying to find something they will get approved for. This is not it. Okay. Uh, John McMillan, three deals, uh, 54-24. That's a good week for John. Then we have Becca Swan, second week on a job, her record week, five deals, 47-74 for Becca. So Becca, talk to us. I mean, you probably learned a lot last week. I absolutely did. Um, there are ups and downs. And I just stayed consistent, held on to those appointments that ran late. And yeah, I mean, it's up and down. Okay. But that's how it goes, man. It, it is up and down, but you were grinding it out five weeks. I mean, five apps in five days. That's kind of like the average. That's normal. So, so great job. In the first two weeks, you did, I think, six deals total right that's right six deals for over six thousand in the first two weeks so that's that's the playbook for every new agent that comes in Tana kind of did the same thing so it's possible and we have a, a bunch of new people joining this week let's see what they can do then we have uh lee just wrote it i think this was another iul for 45 24 then uh, crystal white found a couple of deals for 4207 Dali had a couple of deals, 41.60. Marsha, four deals, 39.25. Jamar had three deals, 36.63. Coach K, three deals, 34.02. Mitchell Brooks, three deals, 31.02. Gary Wysong, three deals, 28.98. Mariana, three deals, 27.92. Um, Nikki Moore scratched a nice one, 26.02. Renata found two for 24.04. Beth Vaugh, new agent from Wysong's team. Also, she's in her like third week. She almost had 10,000 in three weeks. So good job for Beth. Uh, Mark Cormier found two deals, 1638. Lisa Berry scratch for 1568. Michael and two scratch for 1377. Mary McFarland found one for 1200. Tristan scratched. Brian Foster scratch. Carla. Mates scratch 468. This is her first app that went in, and she I think she already has two more this week. This is her first going into the second week into the field. So we'll talk to Carla in more detail about these. And also Chris Mayen, which is also a brand new agent. I believe he wrote um, an ethos app on his uncle or something like that. So a lot of things moving, good momentum. We have Again, a bunch of new people this week. Lots of leads have been allocated this week. I mean, this morning. So it should be another good weekly. What do you have cooking for us today? Well, so good morning. Great job, everyone. I mean, just coming out, Bridget and her team, 
congratulations, Bridget, um, being a trooper the way you are and watching your, your team grow is, is, is so invigorating. But but as, as a whole, guys, well, I'm telling you, you all may not know it right now, but you are a part of something great. It is very difficult in most industries to catch what they call momentum. And when you can grab that momentum and you can ride that wave, literally amazing things can happen. All right, so what we're gonna talk about today, right, is I, I wanna put you through a little bit of, you know, um, so some more of that Navy SEALs training, right? You know, we have Hell Week, that first week that you go through when you're on leads, right? And, and Becca said um, last week to her Hell Week, she said it kicked her butt. And then the next week, but she was stronger because of it, right? And then she came out the next week and she jumped, she kicked its butt, right? But watch this. We're going to talk about some, some, some real down, dirty things that I know a lot of you, and I talk about this occasionally, but I want you guys to really understand it because I want agency-wide, I want us to get back to this. And I want us to watch what happens over the next 90 days. So I'm going to play this video, guys, right? So pay close attention to details, right? We talk about this. You've heard Dick talk about it over the years. You've heard Robert talk about it over the years. You hear me talk about it all the time. J just watch this. All, all of you all, I want you to go back to this. I know some of you all started back doing it, right? Because we've been talking about it. But I want everybody to do it. And I want you guys to watch what happens. So what we're talking about is the importance of tracking your activity. And when you track your activity, um, what that can do for you and, and how, much, how much growth you can have when you do that. So I want you guys to listen to this. Turn your speakers up, right? Make sure you're taking notes as well. We'll talk about it here in just a few minutes. But I want you guys to really understand the power in tracking your numbers and how much it can really make, make this business a lot more consistent for you. Hey, if you're not tracking your daily activity, my question for you is why, and I'm gonna spend the next several minutes showing you exactly why you should. I'm gonna sell you that you, on the person that's not doing it on why you should be doing it, and by the end, you're gonna be like, dude, I'm sold, I'm in. I'm gonna start doing it every day, okay? So, I tracked my activity as a brand new agent, all right? We've talked about, hey, you made 117K when you were 20, right, all that. But I did it by, number one, knowing my numbers, and then actually going and figuring out that I needed to make $2,000 per week, right? That was $400 per day, five days, right? I would always work sometimes six or seven though, but I was part-time because I was in school. But when you think about this, the more important part is well, what type of activity did I need to do to hit those numbers? So I had learned that for me to hit $2,000 a week, I had to sit with 10 people and ask 10 people to buy, right? A lot of you know that, okay? I'm about to fast forward quickly, okay? But when I did that, then I figured out, what I started to learn is, okay, how many dials or knocks do I need to do to book an appointment, okay? And then, to, that's, that's a set appointment. How many do I need to set to actually have some sits? And then how many do I need to sit with to actually close deals? Okay, so, so when you start doing this math, you start figuring this out, all right? So even though, yes, I wanted to set 15, sit with 10, sell five, average $400 per sell, and hit my 2K, right? That was my goal. So every day I would write down, I will earn $2,000 this week, I will sit with at least 10 people this week, and I will earn 100, 100 grand this year, right? That was a decade ago, but I would put that every single day. I'm talking morning, night, I was writing it down, I was serious. But here's how I did that, okay? So I would have this, 
I would have what I would call this month tracker, right? And, and in, in this month tracker, I would have one week, two week, three week, four week, and then I would have a total down here, okay? And so I would break this up into days, all right? I would break this up into days, and then I would have a total, okay? So I would do like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you can tell I'm doing this quick, okay? Stay with me. And what I would do is I would go, and then this would even be a totals box, this whole thing. I would total up Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. I would total up the week, and then I would have a total for the entire month, okay, right here. Bad. I didn't do what I need to do to avoid ads. And I would get to where I would track my activity. And what I would track is, so let's just say on a Thursday, I would track in this quadrant format. So every day I would put this cross in the middle of the day and I would track those things we talked about earlier, right? I would track my actual dials or knocks, right? What was the total? That was the, what was the total, okay? How many people did I actually sit with? That matters, right? I didn't track sets in that example. How many sales did I actually make? And either how much AP or money or commission did I actually make by doing that, okay? And that's what I did every single day of an entire year. I kept it extremely, extremely fluid and consistent. I focused on finding out my numbers. I'm telling you, it's amazing. If you start tracking your activity, are you sold yet? If you start tracking your activity, it's unbelievable what you can learn, the things that you can start to notice. What I noticed back then is every Tuesday I made a sell, right? Every single Tuesday. And I would get to where my best day was on a Tuesday. So I started looking, wow, I've got sales every Tuesday when I would put this quadrant in here, okay? Every sale, every, every Tuesday I have sales. Well, maybe it's because I was calling on like Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and then Mondays, I would, or I would have call nights on Monday nights. So I would, be, I'd be, I would be prospecting Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays, and Tuesdays would always be really full, right? Well, if Tuesday's full, I've got to, if I'm sitting with more people on Tuesday, I have a better chance of making sales on a Tuesday, right? So by tracking my activity and using this monthly activity tracker, I would get to where at the end of the month, I knew that, hey, I had done, you know, 3,000 dials, or I'm making that up, okay? I'm not saying that was my number, right? But I would, oh, and then I, oh, wow, you had sat with 48 people, about 12 a week, in that example. My, my minimum was 10, by the way. Sales, oh, wow, you made about um, 16 sales, and you earned about $9,000, all right? Let's just use that as an example. But I got to where I knew every single day what I did. Well, what does this do? When you start tracking it like this, what does this do? It forces you to focus on the day, right? No one likes to come up here and say, oh crap, on a Friday I had a giant flipping big old goose egg. Oh, and on Wednesday I did it again, and oh, this week totally sucked, so I had a flipping zero. Like, nobody wants to do that, right? But, 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 but what this does is, it subconsciously makes you focus on what you're doing every day, every week, and what I've learned it was that when you have a target and when you have to focus on it, it helps you be consistent, okay? And when you have a target, 
when you become more focused, when you're consistent, guess what? You start making a lot more money because if you are so hyper-focused on the result that it's like everything falls in line because that's what you want to do in that moment. Okay, so that's what I did to actually track my activity each day, each week, and each month. Now, let me move to any time there was like a bonus or a trip. So maybe your company does bonuses or trips or a commission bump or a trip to Mexico, right? Or whatever, right? I would always use this, okay? So when I was wanting to make 100 grand my first year, um, I would draw like a box, okay? I would draw like a box. And in this box, I would have $100,000 was up here. You know, here's 90, 80, 70. You get the idea, right? You know, 20, 10, zero, right? And I would start here every year. And then every week, I would go update this. Now you're at 5,000. Now, and I would even put the date range that I should be on track. So at, at, so at 50K, by 7-1, I needed to be here, right? Well, maybe it's April and you're only at 20. Well, I'm a little bit behind because I should be at least at 25 to 30, right? You get the idea. So I would have numbers that I was tracking on the side along with the actual date that I should be there. And I'm telling you, the best way to win a trip or a contest or a competition or money is to track it, right? It's to track it by numbers and by dates. And then, oh, wow, big secret. It's to stay ahead. When I stayed ahead and I got off to a fast start and I stayed ahead, then I always had success at tracking my activity and hitting these goals. I would always win. I was winning every single trip. And people were asking me, dude, why are you winning the trip? Because I know what I need to do every day and every week to hit the trip. And guess what? I'm doing it, right? It ain't rocket science. Okay, now, what I also did in a similar fashion, in a similar fashion as I dropped the eraser, is say that there's a trip, right? So I used to be with a company to where they would give away a, a trip to the World Series. Okay, and, and my first two years, I was considered a rookie for this World Series competition, right? And they were going to take the top I think it was the top um, seven, I believe. I could be wrong, okay? That's been a long time ago. Out of, um, I think, like 700 rookies every year. And they would take them to the World Series. So my first year, I think I went to Detroit. And the second year, uh, freaking had to go to St. Louis and I'm living in Missouri, okay? So I was a little disappointed, but whatever, right? And so, the, but you had to do 30,000. You had to do 30,000. In a matter of, I believe it was, um, it was like, it was like 12, it was like, it was like, uh, I don't know, it was like 8 to 12 weeks, okay? I don't remember the exact time frame, but it was like 8 to 12 weeks. It was over the summer, and I would always start at zero. Well, I got to where I figured out what I needed to do, so, so look, 7,500, 15,000, 22,5, and I got to where I would fill in these other gaps here, and I would have dates every step of the way. Same idea, but I got to where literally, bam, I need to be here half, you know, five weeks in or whatever it was, but I got to where I would move me around the bases on the baseball diamond to track my activity for the contest. It helps 
to visually see something. I'm telling you, you have to visually see what's going on. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest takeaway out of everything is you not only do you have to okay, know what do I want to do, you have to track it, you have to write it down every single day, not sometimes, not sometimes, and then you have to visually be able to see it. So when you walk in your office or when you wake up every day, you got to see it to remind you, oh, that's what I'm working towards today. That's what I got to do today. That's my focus, right? That's my why. Okay, now. But, but do you guys understand, and if you all notice, every time, like take, for instance, last week when I got promoted, Robert can go back and look at my numbers from the day I started with Black Swan, right? He did the same thing with Marsha. He does the same thing. He show, shows the journey of when he started Black Swan in the beginning and where it has evolved to over time. And because he tracks those numbers, you can see the, 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 the consistent growth that's taking place. And yes, it has its ups and downs as it always will, but you'll find out exactly what's your target. Like the amount of dials Mariana has to make in order to get an appointment might be slightly different than what Sean might find out that he has to make in order to get an appointment. But what's really cool about it is once you know what your number is, you always know how many dials you need to make on average to set your six to 10 appointments in a week. And then you'll start understanding that if I have my six appointments a week or my 10 appointments a week, approximately what I can expect to sell like he also stated, you'll also find out when you track it, what day tends to be your stronger day? Whatever reason, I don't know what that reason is. But if you see a trend there, then that might tell you, I might want to turn up that day. If for whatever reason, I've got my mojo on on a Tuesday, hypothetically speaking, that means instead of if I'm normally scheduling six appointments, and if I normally knock down one sale each of these days, but on Tuesday, I knock down two, and I have six appointments each day, that tells me on Tuesday, I might want to go ahead and definitely schedule 10 because I'm hitting the ball out of the park on Tuesday. And if that's the case, if I schedule 10, then I might very well get three or four sales that day, protect three or four families that day. Guys, tracking your numbers can make a huge, huge, huge difference in your business. And I really want to encourage you guys, so let's start doing that because if you want to see growth in your business, start tracking it because now you'll understand what it is you have to do. And when you understand it, you go into the week more confidently. And, and, and I, it speaks volumes when you know for sure that the probability of me closing a deal when I have 10 appointments, you know that the probability, the, the odds are just in your favor. You just know that, right? When you have two appointments, you need to be very, very afraid. Right. You should be very, very afraid. You should feel like Michael Myers is coming next to you. Jason Voorhees is coming after you. Um, Freddy Krueger is coming after you. That's what you should be feeling if you got two appointments on your schedule. But if you've got six to ten, you should feel like it's your day. And that's what I want you guys to do, because here's what I know. And I've talked to I talked to a couple of agents last week. Right. That weren't so much hitting kind of where they wanted to be. And it was a common denominator. And can anybody guess what that common denominator was? They didn't have enough freaking appointments. They had one appointment, two appointments, or three appointments max on those given days. And I said, well, there's the problem. There, there's the problem. So then we go backwards. And then I say this right here, Sean. How many dials did you make? And they say X. I said, well, there's the beginning to that problem. 
And it all we can back. And that's what happens when you track your numbers. We can always you can always identify where your blind spots are in your business. And then it becomes simple because when you hear us talk to the Jamars, when you hear us talk to the Bridges, when you hear us talk to the Marsha, when you hear us talk to the Coach K and you hear the number of dials they make, you or Erica, right? When you hear those numbers, it becomes finite, right? Because this person's making 150 to 300 dials. This person's making 50 dials. Well, this person is 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 writing eight policies a week, and this person is uh, might maybe writing one policy a week, right? And it's really simple. It's in the numbers. And here's what I want you to remember: all the new folks, write this down if you have not heard us talk about this. And I want you to remember this. Remember this, and and, and let it sink into your core. You cannot beat the numbers. And in your case, I want you to put: I can't not. I can't beat the numbers. I can't beat the numbers. But here's what's really beautiful about the second half of the equation. The numbers can't beat me. Wow, watch this now. Check this out. If you can't beat the numbers, but the numbers can't beat you, it's real simple. Just stack the odds in your favor, stack the numbers in your favor, and you, sir or ma'am, will win. It's really that simple. It actually really is that simple. Right? If you stack the odds in your favor, you make $300 a day, I guarantee you're going to schedule a minimum of six appointments, period. You're not, it's, it's going to be virtually impossible. Right? You can probably get on a calling on e -e -ah -ah -ah, uh, 300 times, you'll probably still schedule six appointments. Obviously, I'm exaggerating clearly, right? Comic relief. But you guys get my point. So more little story, guys, let's start tracking the little things. Because if we take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. Let's start tracking those numbers. And let's see what we can do over the next 90 days. I would be with, Robert, I want you to tell me what you think. I would be willing to put money on it that if everyone started tracking their numbers, that we will have, we will show a 25, maybe even a 35% growth if everybody just tracked their numbers. And that would be amazing. That being said, that's what I got for you guys today. Let's track the numbers. Robert, back over to you. Yeah, so many important points in, in your monologue there, Lee. You know, numbers can't beat you. Numbers are what the numbers are. And I think it was Henry Ford who said, you cannot manage anything you don't track. So you have to track. And also setting your goals up. It's a very, it's actually a bad practice to set a monetary goal. It's a better practice to set a process goal. So if you just say, okay, I want to make 10,000 this week, that's a wrong goal. But if I just say, okay, I want to run, I want to make $200 a day, that's a good goal because those 200 will lead you to enough appointments, will lead you to money, right? Money just comes up a byproduct of that, okay? So thank you for covering all that, Lee. We're going to post this on a podcast shortly and... This is going to be a great week, no doubt about it. And I see a bunch of new people here. I see Jason, uh, you know, Jesse Murphy, uh, Landon. They're all ready to go. So it's going to be an exciting week. And uh, let's see what happens.